everyone, welcome back to another episode of Overseas Overheard. So today on our episode, we have two really special guests. They are both athletes at Kenyon College. One of them is um, a swimmer and another is a lacrosse player. Today we'll have the two um, converse and we will be able to learn more about their experiences as an athlete as well as their personal life. I hope you all enjoy it and welcome back. Thank you. Damn, somebody nailed it. That was a good start. Oh, for, for the first time, I'm impressed about some pass, whatever. Sharon, it's funny because like, I've seen you around a lot. You were my CA. Um, I've had you in class. And I feel like I still we've still yet to meet and get to know each other. So, I don't know. When I found out that you were the person that I was interviewing, I'm like, okay, like finally the opportunity to get to know this guy. You know? <laughs> um, if you want to introduce yourself, please. Yeah, sure. Um, so, my name is Sharan. Um, I'm from Sri Lanka. I'm doing economics here. And then obviously I swim, like somebody just introduced us. So yeah, so before, before coming to Kenyan, I actually took four gap years because I swam kind of like a professional level. And uh, we were like training for the world championships and especially for the Olympics. So I got four years off of school because I had a scholarship to train abroad. And then we like literally like traveled the world which is like the best part of being weird. in that program but it was like excruciating so so it's kind of a trade-off but then I mean I really loved it there so yeah so I took four gap years I didn't go to any school or anything and so then I just came to college okay so my name is Joseph Pozo I'm from Miami Florida I'm an English and econ major and I play lacrosse here other than that I write for the collegian and work for the writing center so four years was that you just realize after four years, it's like, okay, it's time for me to, to get, get to a college, get a, get a degree. Yeah, so, I mean, good question, because since the first year, I had this dream of coming to the United States to live the American dream, just like everybody wants. Because um, I was here in 2014, in, I was in Florida, in Jacksonville. Um, I was uh, at a swim camp. I stayed there for five weeks at the Bulls High School, and I absolutely loved it. And then ever since, I'm like, damn, I need to come to the United States for college. Like, one day I'm going to come back. And so ever since 2014, I was just doing my research and stuff on like how to get to the United States. Because not many Sri Lankans actually makes it to the United States. I applied to many Division One schools and Division Two schools to get to the United States. Um, but then I kept hitting roadblocks and roadblocks because uh, they... The NCAAs didn't really understand my schooling system. My school, we go from grade 1 to 13. And then my grade 12 and 13 years are just pre-university work. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really understand what this pre-university work is. And I'm not sure if you know about like Division 1, they have like a clock of eligibility. Mm -hmm. And like five years after, after high school, you need to like get into college and finish a degree within five years. And then so then they counted from like grade 11. So basically I was ineligible mm -hmm. to go to the, go to any division one schools or division two. I probably emailed like 250 schools and uh, spoke to like at least like 60 coaches on Skype. And like I'm trying to impress them and also trying to like explain them my situation and trying to figure things out. And was swimming a big reason for why you came here? Um, for sure. Um, and it's one of the reasons I even got in, I would say. Everyone has to show their strengths and one good thing about the United States is that they don't value just an education. They value an all-rounder. 
And um, so my my high school GPA and, and academic background wasn't on par with the Kenyan top level students, but then it was good enough to like get me in. But then mostly my, I was weighted as a swimmer when I was coming in. And I knew in order to get that dream, I just had to swim really fast. And then it, I, th- I think it worked out very well. So did you feel like you could get a quality education in Sri Lanka or is it just you wanted to have an experience that took on other perspectives that weren't your own or weren't what you're used to? I mean, for sure. I would say Sri Lankan universities, if you had to compare it to the rest of the world, I would I would bet on it that we are one of the top. It's a, it's a really, really tough uh, place to be in if you're in college in Sri Lanka. Um, but then definitely I wanted to come to the United States to A, experience the United States and B, this is the only place on earth where you get to balance your education with your athletics. I applied to some colleges in Australia and some colleges in the UK and all of them did not give any scholarships for me athletically. And that means it, I, I couldn't afford it, of course, obviously, because I'm from Sri Lanka. And... I don't know. How, how much time do you spend in Sri Lanka usually? When was, when was the last time you were there? Since most, mostly because of COVID, um, I never went back home. So since the time I came here in my freshman year, which is almost two years ago, it's what I signed up for. It's, the, it's just the way you see it. I just like to, uh, during the breaks, if I feel isolated, I just like to trick my mind, do some different things and uh, get myself distracted. And I just, just work on it. I mean, it's just, it's just a part of what I do. You know, do you feel like there has been some kind of dissonance with you and your other teammates? Um, my freshman year, for sure. Um, so people knew that I was coming in and my coaches announced to the entire team that I was coming in, which is very traditional in our team. We always announce our freshman, incoming freshmen. Sure, sure. And um, people are quite excited, I heard, with my arrival. Not to be too cocky, but I'm a bit f- faster than most of the team. Um, so there's going to be some swimmers who's going to feel threatened about it. Um, so definitely there were some swimmers who did feel threatened about it um, but then and then we didn't get along very well but then that's that's just again that's just part of what I signed up for Mm -hmm. I don't know I mean like that's interesting um, to talk about the dynamic amongst the swimmers because I feel like a lot of athletes and students feel like the swimmers kind of operate their own space at at the college Mm -hmm. and we don't really get a lot of I don't know, we don't really get a lot of insight into you guys' lives. True. That's very true. I've, I've heard that so much. Like, I've heard that so much. Like, that's like such a strong stigma mm-hmm. in Kenyan college that the swimmers are always doing their own thing, that they are not mingling with the other people. I'm like, interesting. I didn't really notice that. But, I mean, I'm open. I'm, I'm open to make friends. Sure. I'm open to talk to people. I, I mean, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm chill with everybody, <laughs> you know? And so how did you, how did you get into swimming? So I come from a very, very athletic family. My, both my parents were athlete, athletes, um, they, they were runners. My dad was a hurdler, uh, the 110 meter hurdler. He still has the, the school record and it's like 50 years old and no one can break it. I tried to break it, I couldn't. My brothers, I, I had two older brothers and uh, my dad trained all three of us and all three of us couldn't get it. And then my oldest brother started swimming for some reason, I don't know why, but he started it. Um, then my second brother also joined. And then I remember I would also, when I was like 
five years old, I would just go see my brothers, and I'm like, so there's like this small baby pool kind of thing. So I would just jump in with my butterflies on. I would just flap around, and then and then somehow one day I started copying my brothers and trying to swim, and then then the coaches saw me and they're like, oh, this guy has some potential, Whoa. and then he was like, okay, we can train this guy. And when I was seven, I went for my first international meet. I went to India. And uh, I won the meet there. It was it was quite fun. I was like the youngest gold medalist, and I, I still remember there's a, there's a picture of us in the school with with the school principal and like the other administration, and I'm sitting on a chair and my feet are not even like touching the floor. I was this tiny dude with this big blazer and with a gold medal. It, it was so funny to see that. Like at first, maybe between uh, when I was 11 years old and like 14 years old, I really hated swimming. Like I, I remember like I would like fake throw up in the hallway in, in my house and be like, no, I'm sick. I don't want to go. I can't go. Can you see? I'm, I'm warming. I, I can't go. Like I hate swimming that much. I mean, not many 14-year-olds understand what, what they have, their capabilities or whatever. So I'm like, eh, I'm just swimming. But sometimes I wouldn't even train that much. And then I would swim in a meet and I would break a record. And I'm like, interesting. So if I didn't train much and I broke a record, so what can I do when I train? And my coaches all started motivating me and pushing me a lot. And then there's competition also. Like, there were seniors in my team. And uh, so those are one of the good experiences you get from being kind of like bullied. So I was like kind of like bullied when I was there also. Because uh, I was this youngster who's swimming fast and all the seniors are feeling threatened. And they kind of want to bully you and stuff. And that made me just stronger. Because I'm like, dude, I mean, you can say all what you want but I'm going to beat you. And I, and I remember like every time, even in dry land, and everyone's resting for 15 seconds. I'm like, nah, I'm not resting. I need to beat that guy. And he has no clue that I'm, I'm working to beat him. And then I just worked my way through, and I don't know. It just, everything fell together. My parents were really, really supportive. They really, really, they really, really supported me, no matter how hard it got. And I knew I just had to do it because so many people believed in me, and my parents believed in me. And that's all I needed. So what does a day-to-day life look like for you, especially compared to how you were in Sri Lanka or how you were when you were on scholarship training? Um, it's, it's very, very different. Um, so when I was in Thailand, so I was basically a full-time athlete. So I would wake up around like 4.20 a.m. in the morning and because at 4.50, at 5 o'clock, we get to the pool and we stretch and we get in. It's like freezing cold water and we get in. So it's, it's ridiculously brutal, obviously. Um, so like so many people wanted my spot at the scholarship so I had to always fight for it because every year it gets renewed and every year I had to go through the selection process Um, everybody's wanting what you want they they try really cruel ways to try and stop you from what you're doing they could lie and like spread rumors about you about your swimming about about anything basically to try and attack you and like put you down because that's how it is. I mean, it's in Sri Lanka. I mean, <laughs> it's a fun place to be. It's all those experiences. Um, so coming from that regime to a, to a student now, my freshman year, I struggled a lot. Like, a lot. I struggled because um, I didn't go to school for four years. And then all of a sudden, I come to Kenyan College, which is a very academically rigorous program. I remember one day, I was, I was with my coach, Fernando, and I was like, I literally cried. Like, I, I couldn't handle it. Because uh, I remember that, that week, I was studying for this big exam. I had two exams, and one on Tuesday and then one on Friday. And Friday was the, a big econ exam. Um, so I did that. And then on Saturday, we had Kenyan versus Denison swim meet. 
and we all know about Kenyon and Denison. We have rivals, so that's like a big meet, and like lots of people are depending on all the swimmers. And so I had lot, lots of uh, pressure in me. And I remember that Friday after the exam, I, I spoke to Fernando and I, I just started crying because it was, it was really intimidating to, to change my lifestyle so quick. You're talking about Fernandez? Fernando. Fernando. Yeah, he's our assistant coach. Yeah, and I was then, gonna say, so do you feel like you can be open with your coaches about these things? Oh, for sure. I, I love my coaches. Um, Jess and Fernando, they're awesome human beings. Um, both of them like really really care about you they knew what they are getting themselves into by getting me in because i am four years older than everybody else um and they knew that's gonna be a problem for me also and so f from day one we had meetings and we've discussed about things and like how am i gonna handle things and they were always a part of my career and about my experience in Kenya and they, I, I can always share things with them and I always do share things with them I would, I would speak about my love life with my coaches <laughs> something I'm like, I'm like yo like you know and like you know give me some advice on what I should do with this girl or something like something like that you know I definitely had a very interesting dynamic with my coaches when I came here coming out of high school I had no intent on playing lacrosse here um, I had tore my meniscus my senior year I was kind of 50 pounds heavier than I am now yeah. and so Over the summer, I, I went to physical therapy for my, for my knee. I lost the weight. And then I thought, hey, you know, I, I might be able to do it. And it was, it was very much like, a, like my achievement of losing the weight, which I've been trying to do for my entire life. Like, what does that open me up to now? Like, what, how can I perform? Um, and then the final thing that, that sealed it for me was that my lacrosse coach in Miami left my school and started coaching at Kenya. It was oh. a crazy coincidence, and yeah. I thought people were lying to me at first. I was like, <laughs> okay, good joke, like Kenyon College, like good one. But no, it was true, and then I was like, okay, this, this is a perfect time for it. So I decided to walk onto the team, grinded it out in the falls to try to, try to get a spot on the team. Um, my coach from home was great because he was probably the biggest critic. He was probably the person who, um, if I were to slip up, he would be the first person to say, we don't want this guy. And so he definitely pushed me to be better. But, you know, I, I started realizing that, that there were times, especially um, end of freshman year, where my personal life was affecting how I played, just like things that I was trying to deal with and stuff like that. And to explain to my coach why I was playing the way that I did, it required for me to be, you know, emotionally vulnerable with them. Um, and when I was, they were, they were incredibly understanding and accepting of it. And it was one of those things where you realize you have someone to talk to when you didn't think you did. I don't know, you know, it's, it's really interesting to, to hear the stories that go behind the face, you know, like, mm -hmm. I knew, oh, you were taking the gap years, you, had, you were the swimmer, but, you know, sometimes you don't know, like, the feelings behind that, mm -hmm. and it's always nice to, like, know that these objective words have a lot behind them, in a way. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard about you also, so many times, seeing Joseph Poza, Joseph Poza, I'm like, who's this kid, you know? I hear his name too many times now. I need to see him now. <laughs> so it's it's a good it's a good moment that we got to catch up and do this podcast together. I mean, I really appreciate your time and and everyone else's time. And thank you, thank you for being here. And uh, I think we had a good time. Thank you. Well done. Good job. Um, on behalf of OSC Overheards, we would like to say thank you to Joseph and Sharan for being here with us today. We hope that everyone enjoys this podcast and again, 
um, please DM us and let us know what else you want to hear about, who else you want us to interview, and we hope you have a great one. Thank you. Let's go! Woo! <laughs> yeah, go off. Yeah.